We are just about two weeks away from the start of the high school football season in Frederick County. And here on the Final Score Podcast, we've been taking a team-by-team look as the upcoming uh, season approaches. Uh, with that, we welcome in Tuscarora head coach Vince Ahern uh, on the on the program this week. How are you, coach? Like all the coaches right now, we're a little little tired, a little winded, but um, it's an exciting time for us all. Yeah, what are your impressions of practice so far? Um, heat acclimation this year has kind of thrown everybody, I think, for a loop, and and uh, all of us having to adjust our practices, but. Um, Kids have been great, you know, and, uh, you know, we go through the helmets and then the helmets and shoulder pads, and we started uh, our first full pad practice on Tuesday, and um, we do a lot of fundamentals and uh, skill work in the beginning, and we're just starting to kind of put everything together and start doing more teamwork, so we're excited. We're happy with where our kids are. There's a word that has entered your vocabulary over the last season or two, especially. I mean, you've always probably abided by this to some extent, but especially in the last season or, season or two, it seems like you're putting a real emphasis on it, and the word is recovery. Mm-hmm. You guys are doing a lot of stuff with recovery. Why has that become such an important thing with your team? Actually, uh, I think everything starts at the college level. I mean, even the the NFL bars from the – or influences – the college level and then the college level also influences the high schools um and that's when i first started to hear about it and i think people are just taking another look at it as far as uh what a a proper recovery period would be or recovery day and when do you do it um there's a lot of science in it and part of that science comes from uh, distance runners you know and the distance runners a lot of times it's it's really not the day before a game that they concentrate on it's it's two days before the game and uh then the day before you kind of amp things up again so um you know that kind of changes how how we work you know and so friday night's our game and the recovery time becomes wednesday uh, a lot of people are saying like no sweat wednesday um you get a lot of work done still and and there's a lot of um you know as far as coordination you know you can do walk through, jog through things and stuff like that. Um, but you, you kind of get the mental aspect of the game taken care of that day. Yeah, what are you doing on recovery days? We've, it depends on uh, what we need at the time. Uh, usually, you know, we will get a lift in, but it's not, um, you know, it's not heavy weight. It's more for the flexibility um, and, and then, you know, some explosiveness, you know, with our lifts. Uh, we'll do yoga. Um, and, uh, you know, or we'll just do some static stretching and things like that. Um, some of the trainers around town, you know, True AP and, and uh, groups like that, uh, they even offer services, um, you know, to come in and, and kind of take the kids through a whole program. And we've used those guys before, too. Uh, we use them on Saturday, too, you know, after the, the day after the game, you know. So it's become extremely important for us because – uh, we don't have the depth uh, that some of the other schools have. So keeping our kids healthy and then, again, you know, that recovery time and letting them have an opportunity to recover um, in between games uh, has become a big focus for us. The injury bug has taken a pretty big bite out of your team uh, in the last couple of seasons. Uh, is that why recovery became such a point of emphasis for you? Well, that drove my research. Um you know, you 
you know, the two years ago, um, and actually the you know we just had three guys um, this year graduate um, this past year. Stefan Hackshaw is going to Towson. Um, Eris Hilliard is going to Davidson, and then Joe Shell's going to Brown. And all three of those guys in their junior year uh, had some sort of injury, not season ending, but um, missing a number of games because of it. And, uh, you know, those, when you're having your top players um, kind of get into those situations, you know, anything that happens, I'm, I'm going to look at myself and what I'm doing, um, you know, and and reevaluate, uh, you know, and, and go out and do some research and see where everybody else is going and, and just try to get better at it. So, you know, we had a tough time with the injuries last year also. And uh, I think, you know, we we do a great job here in Maryland with the off season and everything kind of starts after Memorial Day with seven on seven and then we go through the summer. And I kind of took a look at that too and, and about kind of grinding the kids out and maybe we should back off a little bit. Our kids are working hard and, and, and everything else, but again, maybe fitting in a recovery day in between some of those things. Yeah, because you guys aren't even on the field and in pads, uh, knocking each other around five days a week, uh, really. Like, like the off day has become a big part of your routine. The physical off day has become a big part of your routine. Yeah, and, you know, even uh, just the variation of training, and, you know, and everybody knows about that. And, then, uh, you know, uh, you know, there's three seasons in high school, you know, the fall, winter, and spring. And uh, people would say, you know, about the cross training in the off season is real important and still being competitive. Um, so, you know, we vary even our practices in that manner, you know, as far as, you know, we, we don't want a number of periods, a great number of periods where we're hitting the entire time. You know, uh, we may have some contact periods in there with some controlled tackling drills or something like that, and then go into something where uh, we are, you know, reviewing, you know, with the kids or, or walking through you know, a, a section of our game plan with the kids and then jump back into something that, you know, is more aerobic and so on. So you have that those things going on. You have, do we go out in helmets only? Do we go out in helmets and shoulder pads? Um, you know, do we go full pads? And, um, you know, there's a lot of research, a lot of discussion out there. I recently asked you about uh, last season, and you used the word "messy" mm -hmm. to describe it. Why? Why did you choose that word? Um, and not because of the kids, and actually, you know, again, looking at uh, how you know we all handle adversity and 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 change. You know, we talk to the kids all the time about um, sudden change, and uh, that's a part of our game, and that um, and it's part of life, and. Uh, you know, I guess you could say last year it started with a game that took three days to complete. Milford Mill. <laughs> Absolutely. And the, 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 uh, the reigning state runner-up mm -hmm. uh, last year, yeah. Gabe Ligonor, uh, uh down to the wire, mm -hmm. tussle uh, in the state final the year before. And you, and you guys beat them that year. Yeah. And, and then uh, ended with uh, a monsoon. It, I, it was amazing when we played Oakdale in the end of the year. Um I don't think our field has yet to recover, uh, but I never played or coached in anything like that before. Actually, it's probably something that both teams and coaching staffs will remember uh, for their lifetime because uh, it was, 
the kids loved it. You know, they had a great experience there. It was a very competitive game. Was it was it safe though? I mean, it was a cool atmosphere, like a mem- lifetime memory. But but should you have played? I mean, with with the high winds. I mean, were fans safe or was player safety in question in that game? Um, it, it came through very quick. You know, it, it, like the whole season, there was a lot of rain. And and, and I guess again. Before I go back to that, just to kind of clean up what I was saying about Messi, we were in the gym for three straight weeks at one time. Yeah. We, we went out one day during that Was time. it raining pretty much every day, or was it just the field wasn't in shape for you to practice on, or both? Or both. Yeah. Yeah. And and our, our game field, I mean, I'm sorry, our practice field, um, you know, kind of holds that water. It doesn't recover quite as fast as maybe some of the other fields, so um, we we were off, you know, we, we joked and said we're one of the best basketball teams in the county, you know, during the fall. How much, how much work can you get done in the gym? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can go with helmets and shoulder pads in the gym. and so, But it's not the same, though. No, no, absolutely not. Um, but at least you can still get, you know, a big part of football is about fits and hand placement and everything else, even with the line. So you can get that. Um, and, and then you can get some timing down. But uh, obviously, it's kind of contained, and uh, you know the timing's going to be uh, more for if in the passing game, your short game. So that intermediate game, you can go through reads and things like that. Um, you end up having to be uh, creative with that. You know, we have an auxiliary gym, so we can spread out a little bit. But bottom line is, uh, well, that one day we went out, it was odd. It, it, we we were saying we hadn't been out so long, and it. We weren't sure what to do when when we blew our whistles and it didn't echo. <laughs> right, yeah. It, it, it was uh, sort of a helter-skelter type of year uh, with, with the schedule and the weather. Uh, six and four last year, and, and you had your typical goofy loss in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, South Hagerstown got mm-hmm. you in a game in a game you should have won. Um, has that been sort of a point of emphasis so far, just sort of eliminating that sort of just lapse in performance that cost you a game or two? Mm-hmm. Um yeah, uh, you know, I'm sure they're glad that we're back on their schedule. <laughs> yeah. um, but but you are too. Though. I am, I am. And we had an opportunity to, um, you know, we every two years you redo the schedule and we had an opportunity to take them off. Um, I know those guys over there. They're good people. And, you know, of course, yeah. Toby Pierce, the AD now, but he used to be the head coach. And to be clear, South yeah. Hagerstown's been a very good 3A mm-hmm. football team in recent years. There's, there's no real shame in losing to them. Mm-hmm. It's just on paper, you guys... Um, it looked like the better team. And in the game, you've looked like the better team too. Just some weird circumstances at the end of the game, some lack of execution has mm-hmm. cost you, I think, the last three years, right? Well, since I got to Tuscarora, um, we haven't beat them. Right. So and, and, it's I, always, and it's always been some weird, goofy mm-hmm. mishap that's yeah. cost you, right? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Right. So I, for us, you know, we want to play them. And, uh, um, you know, we... we, we uh, we don't want to back down, and it, it's not like a big back down thing, or and it's not a huge stigma for us until you get to that week. Um, but you know, we'll challenge the kids and um, look at things from a different point of view. Um, and you know, the game is psychological. There's a good piece of that, especially in high school. Uh, so uh, obviously, when they play us, they're going to be very confident because they've they've done that before. So. Um, Looking forward to the challenge and looking forward to that opportunity. 
Uh, Vince Ahern uh, joins me, Greg Swatek of the Frederick News Post Sports Department, here this week on the Final Score Podcast, talking about his Titans uh, heading into the season. And uh, on your roster this season will be one of the top, if not the top player in Frederick County, and then that's uh, Jordan Addison. Uh, at 20-plus college offers, mm-hmm. um, most of them, as you, as you explained to me, are committable offers, meaning if, if he calls and says, I want to go there, he's um, he, he can go there. Mm-hmm. The non-committable offers, the school says, hey, wait, let's see how things shake out. But Jordan has committed to go to Pitt. Yeah, he, he's, he's, he's heading to Pitt uh, through uh, relationships he's uh, developed. Uh, just what makes Jordan such a great player, and what do you expect from him this season? Um for me in my experience and and getting to know Jordan uh it really kind of started when he first came in and we recognized even in eighth grade because we had an event where we had all the eighth graders up there in the spring um so we knew you know this is a special kid has some talents He, he came in and um we had him on JV and then eventually brought him up to varsity and finished out with us that year on the varsity level um, and I'll say, you know, his grades, and he talks about this, his, his grades uh, weren't that great. And when we sat down, his mom, uh, myself, Jordan, and his uncle, and we talked a little bit. You know, the, the private schools were interested in him, and they kept calling. And we talked a little bit, and we talked about the grades. And, um, you know, you, you do this all the time, but some most of the time, I should say, um, you know, is there a change in the behavior and, and do things happen? And immediately his grades changed. And, um, you know, he, he's worked through, you know, it, you know, getting a 3.0, you know, all the way through his sophomore year. And then this past year, you know, he's, he's getting 3.75, you know, he's taking honors level courses and these things. Um, and I, you know, that's an example and that same type of, uh, I guess, commitment, and understanding um, occurs on the field about him being coachable. He's done everything I've asked uh, of him, and uh, you know, and, and he's running track, you know, and he's doing very well with that. And I, I would say, for me, that's what made him special because uh, he's extremely coachable. Um, he's extremely intelligent, um, and has a good, I guess, place vision of. A perspective on things, um, probably something uh, on a much more mature level than his age mates. So uh, coachability, uh, obviously we were talking the other day, Greg, about um, that the colleges, some of them wanted him at cornerback, some of them wanted him at receiver, um, you know, and, the, and that's uh, something that you know, there, there are a lot of receivers out there and a lot of great receivers that they're looking at, but if you take 10 of them, there's only one or two that can play corner. And, and explain why that is. It's a different skill set. And in a way, you know, if they all have great skills in, in uh, you know, obviously catching the ball but running patterns and understanding the game and all those things. But um, if you're playing corner, you got to have both. you got to have both that offensive side and the defensive side. And got to be able to – move backwards uh change directions on 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 a dime and 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 all that stuff Mm -hmm. right yeah and the acceleration um the play on the ball and uh you know all these things that the cornerback position in in college and in the nfl um has become the most difficult uh to find you know so 
Um, for, the, for, for those reasons, right? Yes, yeah. yes. And the cover corner, you know. Um, so, uh, you know, he kind of fits into that mold, makes him a very special athlete. Now, I talked to him, and he said he wants to play receiver. He prefers he, – he, he likes to play DB, but he'd prefer to be a college receiver. And Pitt looks at him as a receiver, right? Yep. Um, you know, it, but he understands, too, You you when you go to whatever school you choose um, – you know, they, he does have that skill set. And, I, you know, we talked about it. And I said, every time those coaches are meeting and they're talking about personnel, I can tell you that that defensive back coach is going to be asking and talking about Jordan Addison and, uh, you know, when he's looking at his depth chart. So there's probably going to be discussion all the time about where he's playing. Explain how the college recruiting process works for those that might not know, mm-hmm. because just because Jordan's made a verbal commitment to the University of Pittsburgh, that doesn't mean that colleges still aren't coming after him, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I and I guess you know his, his mom and uh, and Jordan, you know, when when they did make the commitment, and this was back in uh, uh, first part of June, and uh, you know that the process in many ways, it, you know, it's a fantastic, exciting process but it, it wears you out you know it wore them out um you know the in in just this year and, and the process started even earlier for him than just his senior year but in the senior year you know on the weekends during the season our season you know he's going to colleges and and uh, going to games and getting a feel for that and then you work into the winter time and they have junior days and they go in and uh you know, maybe go to a basketball game and go around the uh, the college campus and kind of get an idea there. Um, then spring ball starts, and then they're going, you know, Jordan was going and visiting a number of places and, and checking out spring ball. Uh, then you have the evaluation period where the colleges then come to the school. Um, now, they're not allowed at that time to have contact with Jordan, uh, they're there to, you know, kind of collect transcripts and things like that. But uh, we were busy. We were very busy this year. And, uh, you know, many at Notre Dame, Syracuse, South Carolina, Virginia Tech, uh, Wake Forest, and, and so on, um, all coming through. And I, every one of those did offer him. Uh, Maryland, of course, you know, Maryland was on him. Um, but he developed a really good relationship with Chris Beatty, who was at Maryland, and that was his first offer when he was a sophomore. And uh, and then Chris— To play receiver or DB? Receiver. Yeah. He's a receiver coach. And then Chris ended up at Pitt, and so that's where that went. Um, but they do. They, you know, they thought this, this process was over. And then, um, you know, they're like, how come they keep calling me? Well, until he signs— you know, and that's in December for the early signing period, or you can wait until February. Um, any any good company, you know, if you're trying to get an account. Are, are you still taking calls on them oh, on, I on, 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 a, on a weekly basis? All, all yeah. the time, sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What what could be done to streamline this process a little bit? I mean, why? What 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 would be the harm if kids could just sign as soon as they make their decision? Like, I want to go to Pitt. Let me sign right now. Uh, why does the NCAA sort of structure it the way that it that it is structured? I, I can see um, a, a number of different uh, points of view here. Uh, for me, when we were talking about this whole process and I was helping to prepare 
Keisha, his mother, and uh, and Jordan and his family. He he's got a great support structure with his family. Um, it it I my thing was stressing that you go through the process, and that maybe is what I would say about not letting them uh, commit that early. Um, I think is good because they need to go through the process, and it is hard. And um, you know, and they, he needs to get to these schools, you know, and, and do these visits. And of course, you know, he had the camps that came in June, um, and he needs to meet these people. Um, you know, he was in a unique position because a lot of times the the players are going there hoping to get an offer, you know, and and uh, he had received a number of these offers ahead of time. So. Um, it, it's kind of like, um, you know, before you get married, you know, you're supposed to kind of like you ought to date a little bit, you know. And part of that is just so you learn how to handle relationships and things like that. So I think that process uh, for Jordan especially um, helped him tremendously just as a person um, and uh, being able to, to handle, you know, there's a lot of pressure involved in all that, but also handle people and um, handle his time and his scheduling, um, it's tough. But but I think he got a lot out of it just for that reason. Sure, but this lag time where he's, oh. made, he's made the decision and then he's got to wait all the way until, what, the end of the year or, or February to, before he can put his name on a piece yeah. of paper, that, that's just inviting all of these other suitors to come in yeah. and sort of talk behind yeah. his back and, and try and change mm-hmm. his mind. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like, it's not an ideal process. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like. Now the athlete could, of course, wait and make his decision closer to the signing period mm-hmm. too. But it's it's like if he, if he knows where he wants to go, mm-hmm. that should be it, and 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 that should call off all the dogs, uh, so to speak. They shouldn't be allowed to continue to pursue him, right? Well, over the years, and I'm an old guy, you know, and I went through the process a very long time ago. Um, this process, none of this process, started until your senior year. You got letters and things like that um, in the spring of your junior year. But, you know, the five visits at that time were very important. Um, And it was more condensed. You know, it really kind of went through your senior fall season and and then into February. Um, They may have listened to you a little bit because they added in the December early signing period. So they they did do that. Um, But... uh, this this didn't used to be like this, and you know, I you know social media um, and just technology in general. Because now instead of saying ah, this is how old I am, of course when I played it was sixteen millimeter projectors, right? And so you sent that tape out that that reel, and you needed it back. But then of course you went to VHS tape, and then you went to DVDs, and now everything's online. And so for me as a coach, it's a heck of a lot easier, you know, this process for me and that the coaches have access to whatever they need, you know, as far as game tape and that evaluation. But they're always going to be looking at three things. There. And before they even get to that, the first thing they're going to do is they're, they're going to check your transcript. You know, we talk about this with the young kids. As the order is when that coach came into the building and those guys in the spring, first place we went was to guidance, you know, and, and looked at the transcript and the classes they were taking his GPA and everything else. And then of course the SAT goes into that. The second thing they're going to do is sit down with a coach like myself, whatever, wherever we are here 
and they're going to talk about character. They're going to talk about work ethic, and they're going to, you know, they're investing a lot of money in this this individual, and they're going to be representing that university. So they want to be pretty careful about the choices they choose. Um, and so, you know, we go through that, and at that time, then we're talking about performance. So really the performance end is, is the third thing that they get to. kind of, And it really does kind of put things in perspective for the kids that take care of your grades first, you know, great character, and then, you know, the performance piece. Uh, the coaches will evaluate that and see if you fit. Yeah, I mean, I mean cause to extend the dating analogy, like Jordan is dating the University of Pittsburgh right now, but he's got all these other suitors too. And it just it just creates this unenviable environment that he's got to deal with, you got to deal with. Mm-hmm. Like, w- what do you tell the coaches that call about him? Hey, he's committed, or do you listen to what well, they have to point, say and it, just respectfully say he's committed? Or there, um, you know, things change, and I'm not saying things change for for Jordan, right? And and, you, and we all see this, you right? Know? Um, and and you know what, coaching staffs change. You know, they go through a season, and maybe a kid's committed, and things didn't go that well for that program. Maybe they maybe well, and things didn't go well, and and then you know they're replaced, or maybe they did really well, and the guy moves on to another university. Um, and it doesn't have to be that major, but sometimes things change, and. Uh, yeah, if, if Pitt's coach were to get fired or yeah, sure. or any number of circumstances, mm-hmm. like you say, mm-hmm. so and now the process starts so early. I mean, you have kids that are being offered in middle school and even even in some crazy cases before that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like it's almost like a race to see how fast mm-hmm. you could start recruiting a mm-hmm. kid. So, I mean, it doesn't seem like it's a healthy dynamic, right? Um, would, would you agree? Or uh, it's trending it, in the it, wrong direction, is what I'm saying. Yes, and and, and there's a lot of trends that it, that go into that that are probably in, in uh, not necessarily the right direction. You know, you have uh, personal trainers now getting involved in the process. Yeah, and that's a perfect th- that's a perfect third party where mm-hmm. the schools could easily work around the direct contact mm-hmm. loop by going through an individual. In basketball, it happens routinely with the AAU coaches and stuff like that. You have these third-party setups, and technically no rules are being violated by the letter of the law, but but the spirit of the rule is certainly being violated. Football's been it, it's fortunate and and a little bit more protected, you know, because basketball you you can play AAU basketball, and you can play for a team in the summer, um, but you're not putting on shoulder pads in the summer and playing football for some program. You know, seven on seven is obviously really big and. And then, you know, now guys are putting travel teams together for seven-on-seven. And like I said, the personal trainers in the camps and uh, quarterbacks and and kickers are – I always joke around and say, you know, they have their own cults and uh, their followings. Um, So, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, I I caution the parents all the time, I guess I should say, uh, about, you know, the outside and the purpose – and, and what the other guys are getting out of this, you know, and how genuine these things are. There are good personal trainers out there. You know, there are good camps out there. There are good people out there. But you just have to be careful about their motivation. And is it about your son or is it about them? Right, exactly. We're talking to uh, Tuscarora football coach Vince Ahern uh, this week on the Final Score podcast, previewing the upcoming uh, season uh, here in Frederick County, which is only a couple of weeks away. Uh, Jordan is being recruited to play receiver. 
Um, he played there last year, but he also saw some time at quarterback. Might he again uh, take some snaps for you uh, in, in in the Wildcat? He wasn't really under center last year. He was more of a shotgun Wildcat quarterback. Mm-hmm. Might he do that again this year? Uh, absolutely. Uh, we, uh, you know, of course, I just came from practice, and um, I think this year, and, and maybe you guys think that, you know, we're pretty fluid anyway, um, meaning you're not sure – uh, what direction we're going to go in. Um, we're maybe even more fluid this year. Uh, we, we did our pictures today, and I have to get the roster together, and I was looking at the returning roster itself. Uh, not returning starters, just who was on our roster. Uh, and I don't remember the exact number, but it was 15. And so I, we have we have a 45-man roster this year. So we have 30 kids that are just moving up to the varsity level um so we're we're kind of working through finding spots for kids uh finding out you know how everybody helps us and in what position and uh there's been a lot of movement um you know we still brian jester did a great job for us he's a freshman quarterback yeah yeah quarterback um you know he's he's a little bit taller a little bit bigger a little bit stronger you know he's up to six three two twenty right now um and of course he's only a sophomore too yeah, wow yeah. yeah um and we have some other guys returning and um some good key players in different positions so we do have that leadership you know and 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 those guys have done a great job as far as being mentors um so we're we're excited but i tell you what we're busy you know and, and I, I was telling you on the way over here we just got a lot going on and um you know we sat and talked with the staff for about a half hour just looking at personnel and uh, our movements and what direction we may go in. Uh, so not, I, I'm a little bit more used to it than some of my assistants uh, as far as being a little bit more fluid. And, uh, um, you know, uh, they some people might say, you know, indecisive. But, uh, no, we're, we're playing this thing out and finding out where our strengths are and how to put this together. And bottom line is we want – you know, 11 guys on the field and 22. I, I try to go one way, you know, with each player, but uh, we'll probably have a couple few two-way players. So I just want as many guys on the field and uh, make sure that we're not leaving somebody out and, and, you know, give them an opportunity to participate and contribute. I asked you the other day, though, don't you need to settle on a quarterback as soon as possible heading into the season? And, and you said no. Why did you say that? We, you know, uh, you mentioned Jordan. Of course, Jordan's. I guess you could. For me, he's he's in my back pocket. You know, I've I've got that, and um, you know, he he enjoys. Uh, well, he likely start the season at receiver, or you don't know yet, or uh, uh, right. He's playing a lot of receiver and defensive back. Okay, you know, same things that the right, colleges yeah. are looking at. Right. Um, but of course, and that was you know him. Uh, kind of being showcased last year you know he, he played some defensive back he played safety he played corner he played quarterback he played our slot position he played wide receiver which again goes to his understanding of the game and and what we're doing on both sides of the ball um you know he's extremely versatile and and, and i would say with our top players you know you look at uh you know last year with Eris hilliard you know and, and him playing both running back and slot and then playing some defensive back going back a little farther you know Rodney Dorsey and then uh, Kyle Lipkowski you know and that was a little different build there but 
not being not just playing tight end, but being able to be split out and then playing some defensive end, play some H back. Um, so we try to uh, push and stretch the you know abilities of these guys, and and uh, of course, you know, a lot of people don't understand that the mental and and uh, you know how smart they got to be, you know, to play multiple positions, and then. You know, with practice, you have to make sure that they're getting time in all these different places. So um, it's kind of a lot of moving parts. And uh, is there, is there too know. many moving parts, though? Sometimes, um, and and then you have to back up, um, and uh, we have to be careful uh, with that. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it 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 makes it. I, but I love it. I I you know that's a big part of. Uh, the, these things about the research in the off season and what other people are doing and trying to apply them here in the high school level and then and then being able to utilize these guys and and not just you know so we can be better and they can be better but uh, they become more versatile you know as far as uh, the the next level you know and, and that's where the interest comes from yeah I mean I've heard you say before that the opponents don't necessarily know what's coming it makes mm-hmm. you harder to defend. But don't you worry that you're maybe sacrificing some rhythm and continuity of just having some guy in the same position over and over again for every practice and really let him develop and take hold at that singular position? Mm-hmm. No, and, and uh, you know, people are successful doing both. You know, I, I'm I'm saying I guess I should say separately. There are teams out there that. Uh, um, not real hard to figure out, you know, and, and they do s- certain things, you know, every year. Um, but when, for me, when you have that, then you better have better personnel um, because, um, you know, if your personnel's better than, you know, the next guy, you can kind of run what you want. Um, but, uh, you know, sometimes, and I guess, you know, I, I was at Frederick for a number of years and, and you know, we got redistricted a few times. We had some great years and, and then, you know, we get redistricted and have to kind of get started again. Your, your, your school, your current school opened, and that, yeah. that, that yeah. hurt Frederick High. Yeah, Urbana, so. too, yeah. when, when I first got up here. Um, so, you know, I, I always look for something So you uh, feel you're innovative. compensating for maybe compensating for a lack of, not not a lack of skill, but, mm-hmm. but just personnel. Like you're trying to out-scheme just bec- to, to gain an advantage that you might not have otherwise. Uh yeah, and a lot of the depth, you know, issue, um, you know, that might help that. Um, if you're running something a little bit different than someone else, uh, than most of the other teams, um, then the preparation for your team is squeezed down into one week instead of like, oh, we've played a team like this over the past three weeks. Um, you know, so there are things, I, I guess, that you can consider there um, as well, but... Uh, but again, the devil's advocate analogy is like the roots never take hold mm-hmm. uh, for 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 the for the player at a singular position. Yeah, um, but I could argue, for instance, that uh, and we'll just take this offensively. Um, the offensive line, um, you know, we we may teach and and try to do our best to be the best at two or three blocking schemes, but behind those blocking schemes. Uh, we're either formationing people, uh, which is for me is a big part of giving your kids an advantage or an opportunity. Um, in, in that, uh, we anyway those those different 
uh, backfield actions that you put in behind it looks like there's a whole different set of plays, but it's not. Um, same thing defensively. Uh, people kind of get, for me, they get stuck on what kind of defense do you run. We run a 3-3, we run a 3-4, we run a 4-2-5. And, you know, what you're really teaching is concepts. Um, you know, an outside linebacker is an outside linebacker no matter what the defense is uh, that, you know, I just went through. Um, you know, they play the same way. You teach the same concepts. Um, but you may be a little bit more fluid with your alignment, but the concepts are still the same. Yeah. Talking to Vince Ahern, a Tuscarora football coach, you guys have been pretty good on, along the offensive de- defensive line in recent years. Uh, how do those uh, lines uh, look so far in practice? Um, young. <laughs> um, and I guess nobody's looking past this year, but I, when I was telling you, we did pictures and I saw that, and then I, I saw what we're doing right now. Um, I never would have thought before I saw that today that I would say, hey, we're young this year, but we are going to be young. Um, so, um, you know, the, these guys, uh, we got to get them ready quick. Um, and our line um, that, that we're working with now, we're, we're trying to, again, settle down into an offensive and defensive position. And I'd say, you know, kind of going to what you're saying there too, you know, if if I – because we've we, I've done this for a long time with trying to get guys on one side of the ball. Well, that cuts that teaching in half, you know. And then the other thing that happens is, when my offense comes off the field, we go to the bench, um, and then we're making adjustments in game, rather you know playing guys two ways. If I lose a a, a player, you know, to an injury, I lose one position, not two. Uh, now I can play, you know, some of the starters on. Um, on the special teams and and then returners so you know these things you know all those moving parts um and you know all the uh different concepts and everything you teach them separate you pull it all together and uh you know some of it makes sense at least for me you guys were constantly shuffling along along the line last year year due due to injury mainly Mm -hmm. like you felt you finally had the line in week three Mm -hmm. after some shuffling but then an injury would happen and then it was just constantly new faces at new positions along that front and yet you still held your own there i I thought in the trenches uh, for the most part yeah mike o'brien you know he was the head coach at tuscore he's the offensive line coach and um you know i i can't say enough great things about what he did last year with the offensive line Um, because after that week three when we kind of settled in I I, you know we had the same offensive line for two weeks yeah and after that um, you know there was a lot of shuffling and so you know every week Mike's uh, you know working on our base you know plays and things like that and working in another offensive lineman and the next week hey, it's okay we got this thing going and next week well there's another change so he did an awesome job with with those linemen last year right i think there's a couple of really unique things about your team i mean tuscarora has always had a really good running back and and, and you might you might mm-hmm. still uh, this year uh, but you're unproven there and, and that's something that's different for you guys because you've always had a dominant clark a uh, John Cheney, uh, Rodney Dorsey, and Harris Hilliard. Like mm-hmm. that—that's you guys have always had a really great running back. Mm-hmm. Maybe you do, maybe you don't this year. But but that that could be a change, is because you don't know who that player is at the moment, right? Oh yeah, um, 
the uh, kind of an anomaly for uh, you know as far as the history of Tuscarora, but uh, and 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 I got to tell you, it's it's been interesting. You know, you get used to it. You know, and Rodney Rodney was there for four years, and and it's like Rodney. It seemed like to everybody, even and our opponents. Yeah, too. you almost take it for granted that you yeah. have a good running back. Yeah, and yeah. and uh, we're working. You know, you you with what we do up front. Um, you know, you're working on that, and then you, the the back never really gets a good look until you finish looking at everything up front. Well, if you have a returner, he knows what the front is supposed to look like, and he knows it'll get there. And so, as far as his reads and how, you know, and he, when you're running the zone play and things like that, he's a little bit more prepared. So, you know, we're working on the front, you know, and the, and the line in front of them, and uh, you know, they're having to continue to adjust because they're not quite as experienced as some of the guys have been in the past. Who, who's in your running back mix uh, right now? Uh, three probably right now is Andrew Robinson, um, and. Uh, he actually is a basketball player, um, and he's out for the first time this year. He's doing a great job. Um, Monte Green and um, Japri Buford. So uh, Japri played uh, JB Force last year, and um, Monte's just coming out for the first time this year. So, you know, even there, I've got one returning JV player and then two guys that have been out of football for a year or two. Um, Could it be a committee approach? Might might you use all three uh, in the game? I'm absolutely flexible. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I never know. And, and you and your receiving core is deep behind uh, Jordan too. That's probably our strength is is absolutely around the perimeter. Our receivers, our defensive backs. Um, Who are some of those guys? The uh, on the seam Pacheco and and the seam, you know. Um, we're working him a little bit at quarterback with Brian, and uh, you know they we they give us two different things, so we'll see how that plays out. Brian's more of a uh, traditional, maybe looks like a NFL quarterback, drop back passer, and then the seam is an athlete. You know, he, he could be a running back, he could be a receiver, you know, quarterback, a, a quarterback at the same time. Um, uh, we got Jason Forchetti's coming back this year, uh, Brandon Evans. You know, he's coming back this year, obviously, Jordan um, and, you know, um, Kamani. Um, he, he, you know, he's he played defensive back for us last year. Um, so we have a number of guys coming back, you know, around the perimeter, which is probably providing not just, uh, you know, some stability and leadership for, for those positions, but also for the entire team. Right. Your biggest weapon last year might have been your punter, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Ryan Barrick. And, yeah. and, 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 and you love Ryan. Oh, and, absolutely. And, and he was impressive to watch. Yeah. Even in the monsoon game, he was mm. booming punts mm. and, and pinning guys back. Just what does he give your team with, with that sort of ability? And I, I say this, and sometimes I say people think I'm joking, but – um, in many ways, our best offensive and defensive player or weapon last year was was Ryan. Um, I've honestly, in the thirty years I've been coaching, um, I've you, you know when you have to punt and you're going like, oh gosh, you know we got to punt, you know, and it's almost like, uh, um, or or you have a decision on whether you're going to go for something on fourth down. Um, it, 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 I wasn't thinking about it in the beginning either, but by mid-year, uh, I was like, hey, get that punt team in there. 
that was like you know we punt that ball and and field position is such a big part of the game and we knew you know that we were gonna come out better you know after punting having him punt um the the probably the stat and i can't remember exactly what it was but it's something crazy about the number of return yards uh that he had i mean it's it's i don't know it's like 28 yards total to return yards on his punts last year um so his hang time is crazy, uh, you know, and he, he knows how to place it. Um, he's going to be a Division One punter. Th- th- that's a little different process. It, uh, you know, th- that's a camp thing. And um, and then, obviously, those are a little bit later, you know, coming out as far as the firm offers. He's got a couple offers, and then he's also got some things that people are asking him to kind of consider right now. He's a lineman. He, he plays yeah. tackle for you. Yeah. So so he's the rare combination of he's a big guy. Mm-hmm. and he's a, You're seeing more of them, I, I realize, in this day and age. But you don't often see the really big guys that are able to kick, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a unique combination. Oh, he'll, he'll be, he played uh, defensive end for us last year. He played offensive line. Um, and he'll be doing the same this year. Right. Uh, he's very athletic. Um, his former soccer player. Former soccer player. His, his brother's... Um, Played football for Tuscore before I got there, but played for Mike and uh, and I, I don't know if it goes all the way back to Sean Carey, but the Barracks have been around for a little while, um, and uh, Ryan's the baby. So, uh, but the baby's like six three two twenty five two thirty, and uh, you know, it, it playing great for us on the offensive line and defensive line. I mean, he he would. Uh, if he wanted to play college football, you know, um, you know, Division two level or something like that, uh, he, he'd be a great offensive or defensive lineman. The thing is, he's he's going to go a little higher and he's going to well, go with, as a with, with, with his kicking, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, with all due respect to Ryan and his uh, talents as a kicker, is it is it a good thing when your best offensive weapon is <laughs> is, is, is is your punter? <laughs> no, no, probably not. You want to change that a little yeah, bit this year, right? Yeah, but uh, you know we. Well, you know what? We were explosive last year. I and mean, we, we had Aris Hilliard, you know, and any time he touched the ball, if he, if he found a seam, um, you know, he's going to take advantage of it. And Jordan. Take it right to the house. Same thing with, you know, Jordan. Um, and that, you know, if, looking back, if there's something of that, um, I thought that we didn't do as well. And, but, but it's going to be me because, uh, you know, the efficiency piece, you know, um, and I I like it when we're efficient uh, offensively, defensively, in, in same kind of light, but you don't call it efficiency. Efficiency, but um, when when you can uh, keep the ball, move the ball, and you know have the five yard gains, the the ten, the fifteen yard gains, and another five yard gain, and um, you know it's great to have the explosiveness. But the true, you know, true test or the, you know, true evaluation of a great offense is that efficiency piece and being able to move the ball down methodically and control the game with it. So that's what we'd look for this year. Interesting you just said that because I was going to ask you. Like, you're inexperienced at running back. The the, the strength of your team is on the perimeter, like you say, in, in the receiver's um and the dbs and e- even the quarterbacks every, every you have guys back that that took snaps last year might that tilt the offense more toward the past than than the run uh, this season 
when we first went into the spread gun, you know, um, that was a long time ago, back early 2000s, 2003, 2004. Um, nobody was really doing it. And then, uh, you know, we're spreading the ball out. We're in shotgun. We have one back set. And um, and then we're throwing little screens and some different things out there. And I remember for for a number of years, everybody's like, oh, he's a passing guy. He's, you know, he loves to pass the ball. Um, but And everybody's a lot smarter about it now. But the whole reason you do that is to open defense up so you can run. Um, and uh, everybody's figured that out, but it was always interesting when people would talk to me, you know, early on when we were doing this. It's like, oh, hey, you guys have a great passing game. And then the run game kind of goes unnoticed, but our running back, you know, was 1,000-plus yards. And, you know, um, the, the run game is a big part of what we do. Air raid, you know, um, Brad Wilson down in – Urbana, you know, he's he's probably the passing guy. Um, and uh, but personally, I'd I'd love to be balanced, and we hope to be balanced. But you're right. You got to run your best plays, though. Yes, right? and we got to get the ball in the hands of our best players. And right. Sometimes uh, that might mean, you know, like last year, Jordan's behind center. Not that he's the only one, or he's at slot, or he's at wide out, or something. You know, quarterback, running back. Um, you know, but a mix of all those guys. And so we got to find ways to get the ball to the guys, maybe in some space, and let them, you know, kind of uh, take advantage of their abilities out in space. So it's definitely not going to be a three-yard and a clouded no, dust no, offense. No, no. So Well, and last year, I, the people that know me, you know, we you've did never, not but pass. You've never been that guy, yeah. No, but we never we, – we did not have a lot of passing yards last year. Um, it's because your best receiver was playing yes, quarterback. There you go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and when, and uh, like I said, Brian um, Jester, he he, you know, he's a freshman trying to learn a lot. Of th- we have a lot of pre-snap, uh, you know, checks and no, but, reads and everything else. So, but he's come a long way, and and it was a great year for him to learn all that stuff. But you just you just explained why you did what you did. You want the ball, and you got to get the ball in the hands of your best players. Mm-hmm. And if your quarterback's inexperienced and you have mm-hmm. in your best player as a receiver, mm-hmm. and that connection is struggling to be made, I mean, you, mm-hmm. you got to adjust, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. which I guess goes back to your question about my comfort and uh, about being flexible right now, and uh, we'll figure it out, you know. But in some ways, it's not hard. We we're going to try to get as many of our guys on the field as possible, and. Um, not leave any of those guys out, and then um, figure out what's the best way to, you know, get the right guys the ball at the right time. How's the def- How's the defense looking? You know, we we took that just last year. We started taking that philosophy over to defense because bottom line is, you know, who's producing on defense? It admits not yards, it's tackles. Um, and when we set up our defense last year. Uh, for, and this goes back to Williamsport. When I went to Williamsport, you know, and a brand new team, I didn't know anybody. And I didn't realize, and I thought about it afterwards, what did I do? How did I first put that team together? And I said, well, you know what? I needed to find a quarterback, obviously, a running back, one receiver, and an all-purpose guy. And if I had those four, and, and again, I didn't plan this, but I thought about it. If I have those four, I can run an entire offense. And took that philosophy over to defense and 
said, okay, what do we need? We need an inside backer, Stefan Hackshaw. <laughs> Can't get better than that. Um, Joe Shell, you know, for our adjuster in a, in a strong safety, a cover corner. Obviously, we had Jordan, and we also had Aaron. And then, um, you know, we, we needed a, a, a defensive end on the, the other side, and, you know, we, we had uh, uh, Nate Brown. Um, so placing those guys in positions and also maybe protecting them with what we're doing up front um, was a big part of what we were doing, make sure they had an opportunity to make those plays. You know, maybe – we, we we say put the linebacker in the nest, you know, and, and cover three of the linemen in front of him. So now he has the ability. He's not nobody's coming out on him. So th- those are things that uh, we're working on with uh, with our defense. Do we like the nine game uh, schedule? I do. Um, I think it's great for football. I think that we give everyone an opportunity. You know, the the guys that are perennial. Um, playoff teams, um, I applaud them, and uh, you know. But sometimes I think, and and I'm not saying this because of myself, because uh, I, I I love the game. I want the game to continue. I, I think it's important for every community. Um, you know, that's that's going to keep all these communities um, engaged longer in the season, uh, as far as getting towards the end, and, and you know, having more teams in the playoffs. That means more teams are going to be you know, have that possibility later in the season. Um, you know, and it's like even with, uh, you know, recognition, you know, you guys do your all-area team. I, I always think it's important that we recognize not just the top players, you know, obviously you're, we're recognizing top players, but to make sure that, um, you know, the, the communities are recognized as well and that, you know, we take these things into consideration. So I do like it. I think it's good for football. Yeah, Damascus uh, comes into the 3A West uh, this yeah. year. I'm, I'm sure you're super happy to see them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and then they join Ligonor too, who's mm-hmm. always a state um, perennial contender. Well, so. we we always I don't I don't know if we've I think one or two years uh, at Frederick uh, I wasn't in the same region with Ligonor, um, but Rick Connor, you know, he's great coach and runs a great program and um you know I, I i know him well we've we've uh i don't know if you say grown up together but maybe we're a little bit grown up but we're growing old together how's that one you guys are both getting gray yes we are and uh so um you know we'll we'll always have the lancers uh you know um and and you know, Tuscora, we'll, we'll always be in the same region. That was your first game in Tuscora, wasn't it? Ligonorm, right? Yeah, they, they gave you for a, nice, a couple uh, years. A, a, a nice little present there to yeah. start the season. Here, yeah. here, here's Ligonorm to start the uh, season. I know, I know. Yeah. That was uh, when I first walked in the door. It was like, so here's your schedule. And I'm like, really? Ligonorm first? Right. You know, so, yeah. Right. Feeling good about the season? I mean, we're, al- yes. we're, al- we're almost there. Yeah. So. It, well, we, we, we're we taking a little different uh, take on all this. Um kind of borrowing from when I was uh, coaching girls lacrosse because uh, the spring in the open tournament format. Um, and uh, I think, you know, football's not usually like this, but, you know, we're, we're, that's the recovery thing kicking in and everything else is that um, peaking is now more important. Um, more teams are in, so, you know, and that's what happens with the open tournament and all the other sports is, 
um, you know, obviously you want to get in. Obviously you you want a, a decent seed. But bottom line is you better be healthy when you get there. And you better be, you know, you better have continued to improve through the year um, so that, you know, there are teams that maybe you played early, maybe you played them well, maybe you didn't. But are you a better team? And, uh, you know, that's that's going to be real important to us. And, again, that goes back to what we were talking about with recovery and health and everything else. And and then, for me, building my depth. Right. Now, you say more kids are out this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've been in the building uh, another year. Maybe the kids know you better. That That's, that's why more kids are – uh, have decided to give football a try to score this year? Yeah, I, I think that has something to do with it. You know, I'd, um, my first year in the building, I was uh, in social studies. I, I taught uh, honors level uh, uh, American studies and then also sociology. I, I worked in a pyramid program, which is a specialized program. Um, and, uh, and, and then I, now I'm in special ed. I, I've actually had three different jobs, you know, since I walked in the door over there. Um, but so I've been around the building and I, you know, you are Mr. Versatility. Yes, I, uh, yeah, uh, I guess like with your football teams <laughs> and your career, like yeah. you, you're, you're always doing something different. Yeah. So well, it keeps me busy. Yeah, uh, that's and, true. Engaged. But, uh, I, you know, um, the kids, I, I think, um, the kids are feeling more comfortable. The, I, the, the kids are excited. Um, and, uh, I, I think, you know, the kids have been doing, really an enormous amount of recruiting in the building and uh so you know we we did we we um got a number of guys coming out that uh haven't played uh before um and uh you know i'll I'll ride that wave with these kids and and you know as far as helping build our program back and but uh, not that we were down but just build i guess i should say building the numbers back you know, and that's another thing that we've done is really worked hard with our youth program, you know, the Junior Titans. And uh, so we're we're working, you know, on building, you know, a community. You, gotta, um, you, gotta, you want that continuity, right? Yes. You want you want yeah. that offense installed at the lower level. So when they get to high school, it's not a foreign language to mm-hmm. them, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So what did you tell me the other day? Uh, 12 teams in the region and eight, eight will make it. Yeah. So, so the question is not – if you'll be in so mm-hmm. much is like where you're going to fall and like what kind of shape you're in when, when you get to the playoffs. Right. 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 Uh, that's, that's, that's my take, you know, it's again about the peaking and the health. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the nine game schedule, um, you know, I, I, again, I like the whole system. I, I like the fact that we're, you know, we're doing the nine games and, uh, that, you know, more people are going to go to the playoffs more, you know, and that that just saying that tenth game for so many programs. When you look at, I don't know, that would be two thirds of the programs in the state now get to say they played in a playoff game, and maybe some of those haven't even been close for years. And, and now the championship games will better reflect maybe the mm. two best teams too mm. because of the reseeding and stuff mm. too. Yeah. So, like. Middletown and uh, Walkersville and Walkersville and Damascus right. or whoever mm-hmm. they, they won't be playing in the region championships mm-hmm. when they're when they're the two best teams in the state. Yeah. So and that's a, the three A West and of course uh, it's kind of the three A West the way it used to be has kind of been broken up because the the leveling of the programs as far as you know 
Um, Damascus dropped down to two. They're back up to three. Oakdale's, you know, still down at two. Walkersville. Um, but at one time, for so many years, I always said the 3A West was like the SEC, you know, of college football. And uh, uh, well, you you yeah, came you yeah. came up with the analogy that I still love. Like Frederick County yeah. is like it's, yeah. it's like yeah. it's like at Frederick High, mm-hmm. uh, and and you said said this with all due respect. You said it's like I'm playing an SEC schedule, and I'm I'm the Mac school yes. um, playing playing the SEC schedule. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. just because every game's tough i mean oh there there's yeah. not one and that well that that's helpful too you know about you can afford to play tough schedules you know uh, I, I i don't even keep track of it but i would imagine if you took you know took a look at the um out of county um teams that all of the frederick county teams the record play. the record's good for frederick yeah, county, and, yeah and uh, you know we go places and you know, they, they go, oh, my gosh, you know. We haven't seen this. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, we have a good reputation in the state. Yep. First game of the season is against who? Walkersville. Walkersville. Yeah. All right. So that'll be a nice yeah. nice test for you right off the bat there. So. Yeah, well, I was just talking with Joe last night. You know, his his son is at Shepherd. Yeah. Yeah. So he this weekend, you know, it's a, everybody's first scrimmage. And then he was saying it, he was going to run up to Shepherd and – and it's it's fun. It's this is this is the great stuff. You know, Rodney Dorsey's at Shepherd. You know, so I was like, hey, tell Rodney. I said, hey, and you know, tell me how he how he's doing. Um, so you know, it, it is a really uh, for me you know, the relationships you know that I have with uh, people through football is probably the most important thing. You know that you get out of football. It doesn't matter if it's me as a coach or the players you know it's it's the relationships that everybody builds because of the exposure to the sport it's a fun and it's a great time of year so uh, vince ahern uh, thanks for coming in sir i uh, look for look forward to uh, seeing your team play this season uh, my thanks to uh, graham cullen for producing and uh, we will be back we'll continue to look at the high school football season uh, over, over the next couple of weeks until then i'm greg and we'll see you next week back here on the final score